antaqula if you don't repent if you don't change your ways if you don't follow the quran and the punishment then comes upon you when you didn't expect it then what's going to happen unless taqula nafsun a person would say meaning repent surrender follow lest you would reach a point where you would have to say where a person would have to say in extreme regret ya hasrata oh my regret ya hasrata the word hasrata is actually hasrati my regret and the e is turned into a into alif to show more hasra to show more regret and what is regret hasra is gham ala ma fata grief over what a person has lost and then regret over it also so the sadness that i've lost that opportunity what was i doing what was i thinking when a person gets angry with himself he's unhappy he's sad it's a horrible horrible feeling So repent before a person has to say ya hasrata oh my extreme regret ala over ma that which farrattu i neglected fi jambillah in regard to allah farrattu farata 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 is to fall short because of inattention a person wasn't really paying attention so he fell short of doing something properly or due to haste he was rushing too much and as a result he did not do what he was supposed to do properly so ma farrattu i neglected fi jambillah in regard to allah the word jamb jim noon ba what does jamb mean jamb is side beside fi jamb inside meaning in relation to with respect to i neglected meaning my duty with respect to allah i fell short in my duty with regards to allah meaning i did not fulfill his rights oh my regret over the fact that i did not give allah his rights what are his rights of being obeyed of being worshiped of being remembered of being feared ikhlas and mahabba love also sincerity and love inaba and khashya repentance and fear fi jambillah i neglected in my duty to allah jambillah this has also been understood as being the neighbor of allah meaning in proximity to allah and what is that place where people will be close to allah jannah ma farrattu fi jambillah i neglected i didn't do what i could have done in order to make it to jannah to be close to allah it's my fault instead of doing something what did i do wa in kuntu and indeed i was lamina sakhirin surely among the mockers instead of doing something to please allah instead of doing something to attain nearness to allah i spent my time making fun making fun of what of the deen of the people of the deen 
You see, sakhir is a person who laughs at another, ridicules another. How? Through words and also through treatment, meaning the way that he treats the other. And what's the outcome? What's the result of this? That the other is being belittled. He's being dishonored. Right? From the same root is the word sakhara. What does sakhara mean? To subject something to, to some work. What does that mean? They're made small. You understand? They don't have authority. They don't have freedom. That is sakhara. So sakhir is someone who mocks at someone through his words or through his behavior. And what's the outcome? The other person is dishonored. He is belittled. This is sakhir. For example, it is said, أَتَسْخَرُ minni wa anal malik Literally it means, do you mock at me when I am king? And what that means is that you put me in a place which I do not regard as my right. Meaning as a king, I should be seated on a high place. But you make me sit on the floor? You understand what's happening? So you're making fun of me by the way you are treating me. So in kuntu lamina sakhirin, sakhirin then implies not just that a person was verbally making fun of the Quran or verbally making fun of the Prophet ﷺ or the people of Islam. There are people who do that. But sakhirin also implies the attitude a person had with Allah of mockery. Of mockery. And what is that? Sinning. While knowing that Allah is watching. Sinning. While knowing that my Rabb has forbidden this. This is mockery. This is like saying, I don't care. This is like saying, yeah, I know you're there, I know you're watching me, but I don't care. This is mockery. Allah deserves to be respected. And what is that respect? That He should be obeyed and not disobeyed. That He should be remembered and not forgotten. That He should be feared. That a person must remember, be conscious of Allah. And because of that consciousness, leave the wrong. You see, it's like a person who is not following driving rules when there's a police officer right there. You understand? A police officer is watching. And here a person comes and he parks right in front of the fire hydrant. And the officer is watching. And the officer honks at him. Or calls him. And a person's like, yeah, whatever. What is this? I know you're the officer, but quite honestly, I don't care. Is this attitude good? This is like rebellion, right? This is like disrespecting authority. And disrespecting authority, yes, it's wrong, but it's also mockery. And it's not acceptable. And for this, there are consequences. So a person will regret, وَإِن كُنْتُ لَمِنَ السَّاخِرِينَ I was indeed amongst those who mocked. Now each and every one of us needs to think about ourselves. What are those things which I know are wrong? What are those things which I know I must do, but I still don't do them out of fear of people? I still do those wrong actions while I forget Allah out of fear of people. When we are doing something wrong, we are actually mocking at our Lord. billah. This is the reality of our sins. Does this befit a servant? No, it doesn't. وَإِن كُنْتُ لَمِنَ السَّاخِرِينَ But you see, all this fun, 
it will come to an end. Because death is something that will leave nobody. In Surah Al-Mu'minun, Ayah 99, Allah tells us about a person who's near death, and He says, قَالَ رَبِّ ارْجِعُونِ Oh my Lord, send me back, send me back, send me back. لَعَلِّي أَعْمَلُ صَالِحًا فِيمَا تَرَقْتِ So that I may do those good deeds which I had left. أَوْ تَقُولَ Allah says, or lest it will say, meaning repent and change and surrender, leave your sins, leave these bad habits, fix yourself, correct yourself, get your act together. أَوْ تَقُولَ or lest a person would say, لَوْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ هَدَانِي If only Allah had guided me. Guided me where? To the straight path. لَكُنْتُ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ Then surely I would be amongst those who have taqwa. I would have lived a life of taqwa. If only Allah had guided me. I would have been of the muttaqeen, meaning of those who are saved from punishment. أَوْ تَقُولَ or lest it should say, Hina at the time when Tara al-Adaba it sees the punishment, meaning a person would see the punishment, and then he would say, Law Annali Karratan. If only, if only I had a karah. What is karah? Another chance, another turn. You see the word karah, kafra ra. The word takrar is from the same root. And what does takrar mean? Repetition. So basically it means to go back. Karrar is used for a fighter who, you know, attacks again and again. You know, goes back, retreats, and then fresh attack. Retreats, and then fresh attack. This is karrar. And karrah is a turn. But notice the tamar buta at the end. It is of wahda. Meaning one chance to return. Only one. At the time when the person would see punishment, he would say, if only I had one chance, فَأَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ So I could be among the doers of good. I would try my very best. I would do the best deeds that I could. But is there any chances? No. Even one more chance? No. What do we see in all of these verses? That if a person does not repent from his sins, then eventually... There is regret. Regret upon regret upon regret. So if today we are overcome by our sins, we are addicted to them, we are too afraid of people to leave those sins, then we must push ourselves to come out of those sins. Because death is certain. And it may come upon us while we might be in that sin. And if we don't repent then only regrets will stay with us. Forgiveness and pardon is for the person who admits his sins. It's for the person who confesses. It's for the person who tries to leave that sin. For the person who tries to improve, takes one step towards Allah. And what do we learn from hadith? You take a step towards Allah, Allah will take ten steps towards you. You walk to Allah, Allah will run to you. This is repentance, right? Real repentance. When you realize what you've been doing, where you've been falling short, and you muster up the courage to take a step towards Allah, then there is repentance, there is forgiveness for such a servant. But if we start justifying our sins, presenting excuses for them, then we are only harming ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created 
so many ways for our forgiveness. So many ways. Firstly, these ayat, what do they show? No matter what you've done, no matter how much, you go back to Allah. You don't even know what to say, just say, I'm sorry. You don't know how to say sorry, just bring that feeling in your heart. Express that regret, somehow. You don't even know what to say, just cry. Because Allah knows what you feel in your heart. What is needed is قلب munib, a returning heart. A heart that returns to Allah, knowing that I am nothing without Allah. If I don't have Him, I have nothing. If I don't have His approval, I have nothing. I'm a loser. This is repentance. And besides that, there's so many ways to seek forgiveness. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever says, La ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, walhamdulillah, wa subhanallah, wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Do we know all these adhkar? Simple basic adhkar. Whoever says this, then this will be expiation for all his sins, even if they may be like the foam on the sea. In another hadith we learn, whoever says, Astaghfirullah alladhi la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyu al-qayyum wa atubu ilayh, then he will be forgiven, even if he had committed a major sin like fleeing from the battlefield. Because it's a major sin in Islam. So even if a person has committed a major sin, a very serious sin, he seeks forgiveness from Allah. You don't know these big fancy du'as, just say Astaghfirullah. Because this is what we think sometimes. These du'as too fancy for me. I don't even know them. Where am I going to get them from? Just begin with Astaghfirullah. Just begin with that. There's a card, alhamdulillah, at the bookstore of du'as for seeking forgiveness. Make a habit of just going through it. Keep it in your living room. It's colorful, it's bright. It serves as a reminder. Seek forgiveness like the Prophet ﷺ did more than 70 to 100 times in one day. After salah, if we say subhanallah 33 times, alhamdulillah 33 times, Allahu Akbar 33 times, and to make it 100, la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la, that dhikr, if a person says this, then sins are forgiven. I mean, there are so many ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for our forgiveness. So if we don't avail these opportunities, whose fault is it then? Whose fault is it then? It's ours. Did you want to say something? Yes. Yes. In hadith we learned that a servant, he commits a sin. He realizes he's done something wrong. He says, Oh my Lord, I have committed a sin, so forgive me. And Allah says, my servant knows that he has a Lord that forgives, so I have forgiven my servant. That servant, he commits another sin. After some time, he does another thing that's wrong. And then he says the same thing, Oh Allah, I have committed something wrong, so please forgive me. So Allah says that my servant knows that he has a Lord that forgives, so I forgive him. And this happens numerous times. Because we hold ourselves back from tawbah, why? Out of fear that we will commit sin again. Who said that if you do tawbah once, you're going to become an angel? Just because you have done tawbah once doesn't mean you are sin-proof. You understand? As long as we are living, we will do wrong. We will make mistakes because we are human. We are imperfect. All of us are sinners. So don't let this fear of falling into sin again prevent you from tawbah. Don't let this fear stop you from seeking forgiveness. This is all waswasa of shaitan. 
So there are so many ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for our forgiveness. And in these ayat is invitation. Do something, repent, seek forgiveness before it's too late. In hadith we learn the Prophet ﷺ said that every dweller of hell will be shown his place in Jannah that was fixed for him. And he will say, لَوْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ هَدَانِي If only Allah had guided me. I wish that Allah had guided me. So this will be a hasra for him. Every dweller of Jannah will see his abode in the fire. Meaning if he had done wrong and he would have ended up in Jahannam, that would be his place. So in Jannah he will be shown that this would have been your place. And he will say, لَوْلَا أَنَّ اللَّهَ هَدَانِي If Allah had not guided me, I would have never ever made it here. So this will be a means of gratitude for him. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he recited the ayah, أَن تَقُولَ نَفْسٌ يَا حَسْرَةَ عَلَى مَا فَرَّدْتُ فِي جَنْبِ اللَّهِ And all of these verses, which show to us that if we don't repent, then at the end is only regret upon regret. Allah says, بَلَى But yes, قَدْ In fact, جَاءَتْكَ It came to you. آيَاتِ My verses. Don't say, if only I had been guided, if only Allah had guided me. Because the fact is that Allah offered you guidance. He did show you the way. So don't blame Allah. Blame only yourself. Because what did you do then? When the verses came to you, فَكَذَّبْتَ بِهَا You denied them. وَاسْتَكْبَرْتَ And you were arrogant. وَكُنْتَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ And you were among the deniers. The truth came to you, guidance came to you. And really, we need to ask ourselves, do I not know this particular action that I'm doing is wrong? Do I not know? Don't I know that this particular action is something that Allah requires from me? Don't I know? What am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? Be honest with yourself. Be strict with yourself. Be firm with yourself. Because this nafs is very evil. It tells you again and again, it's okay, it's okay. But we see that on the day of judgment, none of this will work. These excuses will not rescue a person. Because it will be said, بَلَا قَدْ جَاءَتْكَ آيَاتِي My verses came to you. فَكَذَّبْتَ بِهَا What is takdeeb? To regard something as false. To treat it as if it was false. When something is false, You don't even pay any attention to it. It's wrong. It doesn't deserve your attention. So you live on as if it doesn't even exist. فَكَذَّبْتَ بِهَا You knew, but you deliberately avoided. You rejected with your actions. وَاسْتَكْبَرْتَ What was the problem? You were too arrogant in yourself. You thought too highly of yourself. استِكْبَارْ is بَطَرُ الْحَقِّ It is to deny the truth. Look down on the truth. وَأَمْتُ nas To belittle people. Knowing that something is right, but a person says, no, no, doesn't befit me. وَاسْتَكْبَرْتَ بِهَا وَكُمْتَ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ And you are of the deniers. Everybody stand up, let's listen to the recitation. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَقُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ إنه هو الغفور الرحيم وأنيبوا إلى ربكم
بينكم وأسلموا له من قبل أن يأتيكم العذاب ثم لا تنصرون واتبعوا أحسن ما أنزل إليكم من ربكم من قبل أن يأتيكم العذاب بغتة وأنتم لا تشعرون أن تقول نفس يا حسرة على ما فرطت في كنز الله وإن كنت لمن الساخرين أن تقول نفس يا حسرة على ما فرطت في جنب الله وإن كنت لمن الساخرين أو تقول لو أن الله هداني لكم من المتقين أو تقول حين ترى العذاب لو أن لي كرة فأكون من المحسنين فلا قد جاءتك آياتي فكذبت بها واستكبر وكنت من الكافرين ويوم القيامة ترى الذين كذبوا على الله وجوههم مسودة أليس في جهنم مثوى للمتكبرين اللهم أنت ربي لا إله إلا أنت خلقتني وأنا عبدك This is what we need to acknowledge morning and evening. Oh Allah, you are my Lord. There is no God but you. You are the Lord and I am your servant. You created me and I am your servant. I confess my sins before you because where else can we find peace and redemption in? I mean if we keep living with our sins and we keep living with that guilt, there is no peace in life. No happiness, no satisfaction whatsoever. I just wanted to say two things about this ayah. One, وَإِن كُنْتَ لَمِنَ السَّاخِرِينَ Taking hijab is okay, but taking hijab and taking it off. I know somebody in my family, she was taking hijab after hajj. She came to Canada and then she took off the hijab. I was confused how to tell her. Then I just text her that it's a mocking of Allah. Don't take hijab if you just wanted to remove according to your choice. And another ayah, that there's a hadith that um, Ali, al-Islam, Hazrat Ali al-Islam said, there are two sources, yes. there are two sources um, on this earth from, um, to save yourself from the punishment of Allah. One has been taken away, the other is left. One was the Prophet Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the other is to seek astaghfar and this is an ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah also, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُؤَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُؤَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Surah Anfal 33, it's in the book of Istaghfar also. Yes. So, so as long as the person is seeking yeah. forgiveness, then he is protected from punishment. So it's essential that we keep seeking forgiveness for our sins, morning and evening. As soon as we realize, for sins that we know of and also sins that we don't know of. So the first time I read this ayah, I was shocked. 
it was a shock that really Allah says this in the Quran that Alladina Asrafu ala anfusihim la taqnatu min rahmatillah in Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jamia because what do we do all the time? How is it that we talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time? Punishment, punishment, punishment. Yes, that is true. But we should not kill hope at the same time. We should not destroy hope. Hope is very important. Hope comes first, then comes istighfar and tawbah. Hope comes first, then there is change. If we've given up hope, then what can we do? Subhanallah, I was, um, as you have mentioned, even we have the bag full of crimes and we just go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He inshallah forgive everything. And look at it, the dunya matters. You know, if you have the smallest criminal record in this dunya, you are done for everything. Nobody will trust you, nobody, you couldn't find a job, you couldn't do any work. Mm-hmm. Like you're done, like you're done in your community, you're done in your workforce, you're done. And look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and look at His uh, kingdom, like where you are welcome all the time with all that sins. Yes. Subhanallah. And the other thing is like, even if, you know, sometimes you feel so guilty and you want to do istighfar, you want to go uh, pray to rakas, and standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far, just by doing with the wudu, yes. so many sins have been That's gone. That's true. He's so merciful, he's so kind. Yes. So inshallah, bismillah, if you keep the, that in mind. Yes, every action towards Allah, this is inaba, right? And every action towards Allah is a means of forgiveness. Assalamu alaikum. I was just thinking in game shows when someone's playing and they're stuck on a question, they're offered three chances, you know, 50-50, a lifeline and whatnot. And we live our lives like that, that, you know, I was, I'll just sin my whole life and ask forgiveness from Allah once and that's it. Or I've already asked Allah forgiveness once, you know, and I'm singing again, you know, I can't go back to it. And the beauty of it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is throwing these chances at us. You know, take them. Just ask forgiveness from me. And that's the beauty that there's a difference between humans where they only give you a few chances and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gives you chances after chances. And we should grab at those chances. Yes.